The SGP and IDP Pro Players Podcast is proud to be presented by WinBet. The official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And without further ado, here are your veteran IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Banging away. Getting excited for these playoffs, man. These are going to be some good games this weekend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll get into it. We got an action-packed show tonight, but before we get started, did you know that WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply and... We're bringing back the news this week. We're going to start with some news blurbs, then get into our uh, last of the top 10 rankings for each position. Let's start with Seahawks linebacker Jordan Brooks, inside linebacker, underwent surgery to repair his torn right ACL on Thursday. Gary, what do you think about that? It's scaring me a little bit here. I mean, now they're questioning the beginning of the season. You know, it's hard not to go ahead and rank them where we had them last week. But at the same time, I don't know. I wouldn't mind just skipping over him if he's not going to be available for the first of the season. It does. It, it's just a little bit risky after we see things like, you know, Darius Leonard and some of these other players is getting hurt and they're not coming back and performing up to par. Yeah. I'm with you. The injury was so late in the season that the odds are decent that we'll miss a good chunk of the season and the price on him is going to be ridiculous to begin with. So I'm probably going to skip entirely to be honest with you. And we're probably going to see Seattle have to do something. They're going to be able to pick up some of these free agents. Uh, Cody Barton's actually a free agent, but I mean, how desperate are they? Plus there's the draft. I I don't know. Uh, It's going to be an interesting situation. Whoever does get this middle linebacker position for this team is just, it's gold. We already know that. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, and I'm with you. I don't think Tanner Muse is going to be the answer. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of right. middle linebacker, the Ravens GM, Eric DaCosta, said he's not prepared to say whether the team is going to pick up Patrick Queen's fifth year option. So there's a chance Queen goes bye bye. What do you what do you think? Do you think he stays? Do you think he goes? And what's that look like? They just paid Roquan Smith pretty huge, you know, to the question. You don't even know what they're going to do with Lamar Jackson at this point in time. I'm I'm going to think that Patrick Queen's going to be in a different uniform in another year or two. He, I think he's a free agent in 2024. Right. I, I tend to agree that most of their caps going to have to go to Lamar, right? Like they have to get him under contract. So that's going to be a big contract. Mm hmm. Yep, or just let Lamar go. Now, it might change the situation, but if I was Patrick Queen seeing Roquan Smith's uh, contract, he's never even going to come close to getting something like that from Baltimore. So if he keeps improving and developing, he could probably get paid better elsewhere with his experience, as long as he doesn't start falling off a cliff. Absolutely. And moving on to the Bucks, where we got Edge Shaquille Barrett. 
uh, who tore his Achilles last year, told reporters he expects to be ready to start the 2023 season. So that's some good news. Sure is. I'm not sure if I'm going to be like uh, maybe in a dynasty league. I might take a little bit of late shot at him, but in a redraft, I'm same way. If, if there's a little red flag like this, I'm, I'm going to try to avoid it because he wasn't really like tearing it up this past year either. No, it, it was not the same Shaq Barrett last year. Definitely. And then last but not least, certainly not least, uh, Roquan Smith, five-year, $100 million extension with $45 million in guaranteed money. And uh, as we mentioned, they won't comment on Patrick Queen after that. But this is the biggest linebacker contract in the history of the NFL. Did Roquan earn it? Does he deserve it? I mean, I, I think so. But uh, wow, right? I think there's no doubt that if you had one or two, three guys in the league that you're going to pay like this, I mean, Roquan Smith has to be one of the first ones you mentioned. So it's not shocking. Uh, it's great to see. He he certainly wasn't going to get it in Chicago. So uh, it's pretty wild when all this coming up this past offseason with this contract. Did you ever think that he would be a Baltimore Raven? No. No, No. I mean, that that had to be the last thing on anybody's mind, especially with Patrick Queen sitting there. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a ton of different states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet. Limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 in free credit on the site. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet so that they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. This offer is subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, we're picking it back up at the rankings. Last week we did one through five for linebacker, uh, defensive back, and defensive line. We're going to do six through ten this week. Let's start with the linebackers, and we got number six. Uh, Gary, who you got? Ah, talking redraft. I'm going to give a little bit of love to Devin White. I know he didn't actually like uh, take that step forward or go back to what I was thinking he would probably be back to his rookie averages and 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 play calling, be more involved in in getting into the backfield type plays. I mean, he had a he had a decent season, but. Yeah, again, Levante David is right there and and hanging and taking his chunk of this production too. So, I mean, he slipped a little bit for me this year, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in here at six. Now, Levante David is a free agent, but looking into his situation, he just announced recently that he does want to return to Tampa Bay. I could possibly see. I mean, the guy's been in the league for 11, 12 years. He's going to get another year in, and he might be that type of guy with his Super Bowl rings just to retire there. So we could possibly see a little uh, discount with Levante David and he stays there, which doesn't change De- Devin White's situation next year. So, uh, you know, you're kind of holding off again. I I don't know. I, I, I think as long as you've got a pro bowler 
still playing at the level that Levante David is, uh, you know, as long as he's there, you got to take a knock down on white. I, I hear you. And I think one thing moving in your favor is David will be a year older. Father time is undefeated. And at some point it's going to be Devin white's uh, linebacker core and not Levante David's maybe it's next year. And, and uh, that would be good. Uh, I went with Drew Tranquil. I think this year solidified the fact that it's never going to be Kenneth Murray and Drew Tranquil stepped up, played excellent, was super productive, uh, you know, had a decent real life PFF grade. And uh, I think solidified that position and take this with a grain of salt. I don't know the contract situation. You know, if that changes, then it changes. But all things being equal, I like Drew Tranquil at six. Yeah, I looked into it, man, and he is a free agent, but it does look like the organization is kind of singling him out as one of the pieces that they definitely enjoyed improving this year. You know, uh, the guy has been hurt a lot. You know, he had a shot a couple of years ago, and finally it's here. So as long as Gus Bradley's the defensive coordinator, uh, I really do think that Tranquil is probably going to be resigned. I don't think we're going to see anything like a – Roquan Smith deal or anything, uh, they could go as far as just for next year, you know, tagging him, uh, whether they're going to pay him like a t- an elite guy is, you know, not in question here. I, I think this is a good bargain and they, they better be careful because the way he played, he still deserves to be in this top 10, no matter what, because I think that in, in the way that we've seen last year go, if he lands somewhere and he's, he's healthy, just think Anzalone has gone in Detroit. They kind of need somebody in Chicago. There are a lot of teams that could use Tranquil's consistency that he had this season after being healthy for the first time. Absolutely. A lot of good reasons there. Let's look at number seven. Uh, who's your guy at seven? kind of tough after peeking at yours but i'm gonna go with tj edwards uh, another guy i think that might sign at home with philadelphia but again we've talked about how they don't pay their linebackers unless your name is Suzanne reddick and you happen to uh which kudos to him man he had a hell of a breakout year for uh considering he was a disappointment last year as an edge rush play his first year with the eagles but uh when it comes to tj edwards i I just feel the same way about him and Drew Tranquil, realistically. Uh, Good, solid, got better in this contract year, showed out well. Uh, They still got plenty of good ball left in them, and and I think that TJ could do the same thing somewhere else. Imagine him as a lion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go with Zaire Franklin. I I do like the – I I love the TJ Edwards pick. That's a good call. I think he'll be around next year too. But Zaire Franklin broke Darius Leonard's record for tackles, I remember seeing. Is is that correct? Is that true? I have no clue, man. I I honestly have not seen anything about that, nor have I really – Well, regardless – He's what we thought we were going to get with Darius Leonard. And uh, he stayed healthy all season. He did it consistently. He did it really well. And, uh, you know, with Leonard being who he is, I doubt we get more than a game or two out of him next year if we see him at all. And, you know, I'm thinking Franklin will be back. And uh, he was rock solid. Yeah, he basically made Okariki uh, expendable. But at the same time, it's not because Bobby Okariki sucks because he's actually above par on most cases too and he had a good year you caught it earlier in the year when there was a thing when all three were healthy he was the odd man out getting the less snaps but uh i think i think franklin's probably allowed them to move on and they need to because they got a lot of pieces and leonard's already been paid so 
I'm paying mm. attention to where Bobby's going a lot. I like the Franklin. Um, you'll notice he's not in my top 10, but just like you're talking about Leonard and you actually have a little note on here saying excluding Darius Leonard, I think it, I'm, I'm knocking them both down because if Leonard does come back healthy and this was just some kind of crazy outlier season, you put the two to next to each other. I, I think that Leonard might still be able to perform at a higher level. Uh, he's not very old, so I'm, I'm knocking on both of them. I think that both of them will be, would be if we was going to do them somewhere between 10 and 10 and 15 for me. Yeah, this is me assuming that Darius Leonard's not playing much football next year, which is tradition at this point. All right, let's look at number... And that's a perfect situation, like we was talking about Jordan Brooks. You have a perfect good reason just to pass over Leonard wherever he is, because there should be plenty of good options around him. Absolutely. Let's look at uh, number eight. Who you got at eight? I'm rolling with Eric Kendricks. I think he might still have a good year. I know he's lost his step. He is not the same guy. Before we started recording, I brought it up. Looking at the situation with Minnesota, they are in some serious cap situations with a lot of players that are on offense and defense that are all over 30. Uh, And on defense, you have Hunter, Kendricks, and Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith carries the the, the bigger uh, cap hip if they released him this year. I don't think Hunter is an option for being released because of the cap hip. They would probably need to trade him or just extend him, I guess. He, there's a lot of reports coming out that they didn't really feel he fit into that 3-4 very well, which we had seen him in the 3-4 a long time ago with the Giants, and he he didn't perform up to that level that he did as a, a true defensive end. And I guess it was pretty scary, too, to see him in coverage this year. So it's hard to tell what they're exactly going to do with him. Uh, But I mean, if we're lucky, he's still Hunter will still be worth the investment when we get to him. But uh, I like Kendricks because I am betting on Kendricks being in Minnesota. That's why I have him at eight. Yeah. I I like that. That's a good bet. And, and we'll see how the chips fall and take it from there. I'm going to go with the guy that you also have on your list here. uh, Frankie Luvu, who, really just showed up this year and uh you know showed us what he can do and uh solid tackle floor every week plus those explosive plays that Shaq Thompson just really doesn't do isn't capable of uh you get those with Frankie Luvu and as you had mentioned previously he is in a good spot for a possible uh long-term deal so uh I like Mr. Luvu at eight. Oh yeah he was special we just didn't catch it until it was a little bit late it was a waiver wire darling wasn't he? Yeah, he definitely was. Saved a lot of people's seasons. All right, who we got at nine here? Well, for me, it was Drew Tranquil. So you're looking at Logan Wilson. Won't you tell me what's up with that? Do you you think that he deserves a complete top five and we're missing it? No, no. Because I'm seeing it out there a little bit, man. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, he, he ended the season you know, on a tear, right? Like he, he ended mm-hmm. on an absolute tear, but he was slow the f- whole first half of the season. And it, to be a top five, you have to be a complete package, right? Like there can be few, if any off weeks. <laughs> and he had a, he had an off first half of the season. So no, he's yeah. not top five for me. I like your number nine. I mean, he, he would probably fit into that 11 or 12 for me again. There's another 15 option. 
And uh, and you had Tranquil at nine. We talked about him. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's a good pick too. All right, so let's move on to ten. You got Luvu at ten. Uh, why do you like Luvu? They brought him in a little bit under the radar last year. Gave him a two-year contract. Looked like a special teams type signing. And boom, off the top of the first of the season, you know we've got Luvu in there uh, making plays. He did. He did do that first off, right? He started. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he started with a bang, and yeah, he kept it up. <laughs> right, right. I was trying to think, was it first or second? Because I just remember it blew up. We had a few names blow up this past year, that first two to three weeks. Owens, uh, Luvu. Who else was there? I don't think Franklin came in. No, yeah, Franklin's name popped up because of the first game because uh, Leonard didn't make it through it, did he? No, no. Right. <clears throat> <laughs> well, so, anyhow. Yeah, that's a good pick. And then I, I took a guy that you already mentioned, Devin White at 10. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Devin White is not going to be an every week guy for you, but he still is capable of those week winning weeks. He had more than a few of those this year uh, with that sack upside. So that's that's still got some value, I think. I got to throw this in here, man. What about Alex Singleton? What do we do with him in rankings? He's actually a free agent this year. He was paid beans to play for Denver. Is he re-signed there? Do we follow the myth, the legend, the ghost of Alex Singleton's averaging a nine and a half damn tackles a game, whatever that <laughs> ungodly number has to be? Yeah, I mean, we just got to see what happens, right? Like, uh, I'd rank him as an LB, like, two, three right now, somewhere in there. Yeah, And you really don't have a choice, do you? I mean, in, unless you're just uh, shooting from the hip a little bit, I guess. I was just curious what your thoughts would be. Yeah. So, and and I had a, I had an extra column here excluded. I excluded Darius Leonard. We all know why. Fact: The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes, and we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations. So please, go and give what you can. And let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care. We're going to pick it back up with defensive backs. We did our first five each last week. We're going to do six through ten now. Starting at six, we both have the same guy, Legereus Sneed, who uh, was safety, what, two or three or one overall in most formats this year, and he's designated a quarter in a lot of places. Like, holy shit, man, that's some value right right there. (laughs) Right. You got to love it. I remember uh, my buddy Craig from my days with getting defensive with him. I mean, he, he really liked this guy coming in last year. I think it was with that corner designation. I really don't know if that's going to stick this coming year. Um, what do you think? That's, that's true. That's true. So sites do eventually fix that stuff. If he can keep that and you get that, that versatility where you can put him in the corner slot and he's really like a top five safety, then he's worth his weight in gold. Uh, but if that goes away, then you can't spend nearly the capital on him that, you know, we would be. So this, this guy named McDuffie, I kept, is that his name? He was in the, yeah, the, the other corner there, Trent McDuffie. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I guess those two were the ones to, 
to manage off of this roster because yeah, we couldn't touch Reed. Thornhill was inconsistent too. So I think there was a lot of uh, unfortunate high expectations for a least Reed coming into the season and it cost a few people. But again, we're I'm thinking about a whole new approach to next year, way this whole pool is. I don't think I'm actually going to draft and maybe trade away every one of my damn top names at defensive back just because I got a feeling that we're going to be able to pick up an Owens and all these others again this year. And it's just so flooded anymore. I'm going to go some defensive tackles before I go defensive back this year because they've gotten so scarce. Well, there's a few more this year, but a defensive line, uh, defensive end, you know, they, there were actually those edge rushers were, were down this year, in my opinion. So uh, DB might be pushed into that whole category with how I feel about cornerbacks. Dime yep. a dozen and get them off the waiver wire. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. There's so many defensive backs slash safeties, and uh, you know they're they're always coming off waivers and stuff. We can we can punt that, but uh, I like how we both had Snead at six. Uh, mm-hmm. Who we got? We got at seven here. I'm going to call him the Hoffman. You know, I am uh, 49ers strong strong safety. Uh, you had a great point. We talked a while back on the show and uh, he solidified a position. I had huge doubts that he would be able to do. And uh, you know, there's no reason not to ride that wave going in. How do you feel? You, you had him higher. You had him in your top five. Yeah, no. Um, uh, yeah. So he did solidify a position that has not been IDP relevant. And it, since, since we got like three good weeks out of Jaquiski tart half a decade ago, that's how long it's been. Right. So that, you know, he's the, he's the real deal. I think he's super young. He's been productive. So yeah, it, you're, I'm sold on Hafunga. I went Richie Grant though, because while he may have started the season a little slow, he ended it extremely well. You know, the Falcons middle linebacker slash linebacker situation is all kinds of screwed up and in flux, uh, but there's their strong safety or, you know, box safety, whatever you want to call Richie Grant situation is fine. And it will be for a few years here on that rookie deal. So uh, I think he's in a great spot. You totally agree. Leading into what Fitzpatrick at eight for both of us. Yeah. Why did you put him here at eight? The guys gained some respect over the last couple of years for me when it comes to IDP. He's actually uh, uh, getting it done in a box score. And if we see this, I'm going to bring this up right now. If we look over the uh, most production in most leagues because of how the positions have kind of uh, evolved, and you can kind of look at Snead in this way too. Free safety is a different role on a lot of these squads anymore. And they're putting their prime stars in that position, but they're not just keeping them deep on the field all the time. They're using them. And there are guys like Fitzpatrick, which I was laughing my ass off when I read earlier. Apparently, he can even get away with changing the defensive call in the huddle during a game. And wow. He does it all the time. And apparently when he does it, it it's kind of funny. Uh, I think it was I was reading a quote from Wallace, the cornerback, and he was like, it's all funny and everything. And no, everybody goes with it. Said he's so instinctive and his IQ is so high. Well, now it seems like that has evolved with his playmaking. So I, I don't have any problem going with him in the top 10. That's for sure. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. So the problem with him used to be that it was all splash plays, no consistent floor. But in the last couple of years, like you said, he's given us that consistent tackle floor week to week. And we still get the occasional 40-point game where he returns a pick to the house or has a sack strip fumble or whatever. So you're Mm -hmm. getting the best of both worlds. Uh, So, yeah, I like him in the top ten. And if you look at that defensive line, Hayward, I think Wormley's gone, a free agent. All those guys, they, the, the other guy they even signed this year, uh, I think he's a free agent. I'm not 100% sure about that. But this, TJ Watt's getting old. Highsmith, I think, might be a free agent. Uh, he might have actually earned him a contract somewhere. Um, he had a nice little turnaround even after TJ Watt came back. Uh, he still played consistent. So, uh, this ought to be interesting for Fitzpatrick for a few years because unless uh, Tomlin's got something up his sleeve, there's some age appearing here. Yeah, yeah, he'll be a piece of that defense for quite some time. That is a good call. Uh, all right, moving on to nine. We also have the same guy here, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who really came out this year and uh, good God, he's not the Saints guy that was the third safety and a forgotten afterthought from years past. He was an alpha this year. Thank you, Eagles, for prying him away from the Saints because uh, he, you know, while he's showing stuff like Fitzpatrick and uh, some of these other free safeties that just, I do believe he played in the slot quite a bit, especially after he returned uh, from his injury. This ranking for me is based on the idea that he's going to be an Eagle next year. Could see this kind of top 20 projection or ranking if he was elsewhere, but it, it's a part of this is this role that he's got with the team too. It's kind of a hand in hand situation, but we wouldn't have probably seen them make this trade if they weren't prepared to pay this guy and stick around for a while. I, I think he's safe. I think he earned himself a contract and a, you know, a, some years on the Eagles after what he did this year, for sure. Right. Uh, yep. Excellent player. And at 10, we also have the same guy at Cameron curl. I did honorable mention Antoine Winfield jr, but he's just been banged up so much. I think I got to agree with you and go Cameron curl. Why do you got Mr. Curl here? I mean, the guy is solid. Holcomb is a free agent. You're looking at Jamin Davis curls has proven himself to be a major key part of that team. He didn't like light it up so much after he came back from his little injury spurt. So I think he's still worth that shot. If you're looking for this kind of value and you're looking for that higher ceiling, Cameron Curl is the way to go. Derek Forrest has actually came on pretty strong too. I think McCain might be a free agent, so it should be a combination of Curl and Forrest at least through next year. And unless they go and they sign some big names, there's no reason to think Curl's not a top 10 now. Yeah, he's just a nice, reliable Solid guy. You're going to get like five, six tackles a week guaranteed, plus, you know, usually more. Unlike your exclusions, Kyle Duger, Jamal Adams. Right, right. So let's talk about those. I think we all know why I excluded Jamal Adams. He's made of glass and does not actually play football. He just says he does. But but Duggar, in, don't get me wrong, Duggar has had and does have some amazing weeks. He returned like two or three touchdowns to the house this year in, in interception pick sixes. But His playing time has always been capped at a max of 85% per week, usually less. And there's an inconsistency problem with him that's huge. Circling right back to the what we were talking about with this player pool. 
you've got a right to knock these guys down for any certain particular reason because the positional value is not there to begin with. So you're only wanting the perfect ones. What was he, top five last year? I think I've seen him top five, top ten. That should change. Peppers is a free agent. I think uh, Phillips might finally be a free agent. I think we got a few changes we're going to see. I wouldn't be surprised on some free agency signings by the Patriots or something. Something's going to have to break. I don't think they have the depth to replace these guys, so they're going to have to do something. But it's I'm not going for Duger this year. I'm not biting. Same. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of Dynasty, individual defensive players, Superflex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. wrap it up this week with six through 10 on defensive line. We both got our top five in last week. Let's start with number six. And it's a guy we've already mentioned for Gary, Daniil Hunter. Why do you have Mr. Hunter here? Finally came back this year, didn't he? Yeah, he played, he played, he played all year too. Yeah. I never took him out of the lineup. I had him in. Right. Except for his bye week and he did perfectly fine. So for stability, I think I might've mentioned earlier, they weren't real happy or the reports are, they're not real happy with him as an outside linebacker, uh, but they're going to have to put him somewhere and they're going to play him and they're going to pay him. So whether it's in Minnesota or wherever, wherever else it is, I, I trust that he's back. The guy is still young. If I remember right, he's just in the middle of his prime years. And he did play every game this year, 10 and a half sacks, 65 combined tackles. That's a okay. That that is beautiful. We'll take that. That those are solid numbers. That defensive line. There's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. and we had our uh, six and seven switch. You had uh, Christian you Wilkins, had, right? So I had Hunter at seven. You had him at six. I had Wilkins at six. You had him at seven. And Wilkins for me is all about the tackle floor. Mm-hmm. So you're getting five to six combined tackles a week with sack upside. Uh, at a guy that you can plug in. Uh, defensive tackle in a lot of leagues, which is a super shallow position that is worth its weight in gold. And I just brought up his stats right here. So he gave us on the season, 98 combined tackles (laughs) (laughs) at defensive tackle, Gary. That's that's uh, starting strong safety linebacker two numbers. Easy. Yeah. You can't beat that. If you Uh, get, if you get 50 or 45 combined tackles at most defensive tackles, that's great. That's a good year. He gave us 98. Not to mention those uh, getting into the backfield like he does. Yeah. He had four sacks on the air too. So he's just scratched the surface. Yeah. Beautiful option right there. What do you think? The chub? Chubb's yeah, yeah, Ch- Chubb, like then, he was rocking it before him, wasn't he? Yeah, and well, and Jalen Phillips growing up a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they just fired their defensive coordinator. I can't remember the guy's name, but I think he was a scapegoat. Yeah, he definitely was. And the Dolphins are going to get Emmanuel Agba back next year too. So they've got, in theory, four pretty good guys on the defensive line to start the year. So Wilkins could have some more sack upside next year. That's that's a tough line. That's a good, solid, I mean, above par line with a superstar on it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So yeah. so we've got very similar six and sevens. Let's head on over to eight where I think we both have Quinn and Williams. I had 
DeForest Buckner is an alternate, but uh, we know about Buckner. He's excellent. Why, why are we going with Quinn in here? Youth, consistency. He, yep. he, he's proved one thing in his career, and that is the Jets don't have to be good for him to be good. That's absolutely true. And this was a career year for him. Even with missing a game or two, he had uh, an absolutely career year this year. Mm-hmm. They drafted a rookie defensive end. There's a lot of high hopes for him in the future. And you do have Sheldon Rankins. He is a very solid, when he was healthy, he's a very solid veteran. But that's a bunch of no names, underperformers. I mean, Carl, I think Carl Lawson's still there, right? He had a better season this year, but they could bring in one, even a Jalen Phillips type. Phillips type. Maybe this this Johnson kid will will work out that way. But they they're they're missing one more solid, solid, outstanding piece to be in there by next to Williams, and it could even open up more for Williams. Right, right, and and even with missing those couple of games this year, twelve sacks, fifty five combined tackles. Uh, you know, on a less than ideal defensive line. And like you said, he's super young. This is not his ceiling yet. Uh, the sky's the limit. Yep. Far from it. You got Josh Sweet in there at nine. Yeah. So, I mean, despite the less than ideal rotation there in Philly, and this may be a byproduct of the Eagles just having this like statistical aberration of a season where they broke the NFL record for team sacks that this might, that might be part of it, but sweat was incredible this year. He didn't cost much. And, you know, a lot of the other guys on that line are getting old, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Graham and Barnett and those guys, they've been around for a long time and sweat has not. So he'll be there, you know, for the foreseeable future. I think He's just a good option this year, especially the way that, like I mentioned, I, I was really disappointed with the defensive end class, a lot of injuries, a lot of, a lot of downplay, but then we had guys like Hunter that came back and helped out a little bit, but unfortunately he was a linebacker in some, I guess, some leagues. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that all got all screwed up too. What are you doing with Riddick since he just blew up this past year with sacks again? You know, he, sh- he should probably be interchangeable with Sweat here then, um, you know, because he's got that double-digit sack upside as well, and uh, mm-hmm. he's still fairly young. He'll be there for the foreseeable future. So th- those yeah. guys are interchangeable for me, I guess. Yeah, he's right there borderline. If you have any knock on Riddick, in my opinion, was, well, why didn't he do this last year? Yeah. I mean, he was nowhere close to this last year. Matter of fact, I think he just fell off the damn map and was all everybody's waiver wires. So, you know, this was kind of out of the blue. Um, right, right. And are we in for a, like, crash as a whole for the Eagles pass rush next year? Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Because there's yeah. no way that they can do this kind of production again next year. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't think so. No. <laughs> especially the way they did it or the way they ran it. It, it was I, I'm just going to go ahead and jump over to my number nine, which was Chris Jones, Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm shocked at myself. I mean, I think this is a display for me that this is the uh, third, and I'm going to have four defensive tackles in a row in my top 10 for defensive line. Yeah, man, it's been that kind of year. The defensive tackles showed up, the the defensive ends not as much. And uh, yeah, I can't argue with Chris Jones. 15 and a half sacks for the year. Uh, we haven't seen that in a while, right? Like he really came roaring back uh, this last year. He's not going anywhere. This is his team. He's, uh, he's a beast. I mean, realistically, I think that you could interchange any of the 
four that I'm going to mention here after. Well, actually, you've got Jonathan Allen and Payne. Yeah, and right. Another I, outstanding I, duo. Right. I think we could interchange any of these guys here, these defensive tackles. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Dexter Lawrence, all three that mm-hmm. we're mentioning for 10. Um, they're all excellent. Leonard Williams, he just had a, I think he was banged up more this year uh, yeah, than yeah, anything. So, yeah. but. You could put a slash here and throw him in, maybe at the bottom of the list. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting on just how well defensive tackles did this year. They really did, which is good for us because we're in those degenerate leagues where we need them. So it's nice to have a big pool of them. Right, especially when com- probably coming into this past offseason, if you were drafting him or putting any value on him in a trade or anything, you had them nowhere near this high is what they ended the season as. Right. And and there are guys that we don't have on here, like Javon Hargrave, who had double digit sacks as well. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could keep going. Uh, I see Grover Stewart had a hell of a year. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, plenty of them. And it, like I said, it just seemed like the uh, defensive ends were down this year. And speaking of down, I excluded Joey Bosa and Chase Young. So Chase Young, obvious reasons, health. We And when he finally played the last couple of games of the year, he just never got to enough playing time to show us what he's capable of. So it'll have to be a we'll circle back next year thing. Joey Bosa, though, not only is he made of glass. Did you see what his dumb ass did during that playoff game against Jacksonville? Yeah, he didn't quite act like a professional about it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> What do you do with him? What are they going to do with him? Well, it's too late. They paid him what, like ninety million, and half of it's guaranteed. So they're locked in. They don't have a choice. But uh, man, that was not a good, not a great long term signing. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might. Uh, yeah, this could totally flip around next year. I all I know is, is I'm not putting any stock into him or young, and I feel bad because as a high State fan. When he first came out, I don't know if you remember on on my former getting defensive, I'd spent a lot of time warning people about Chase Young because he had a habit in college of just showing up at the big games. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I I was throwing that out, and then he come out, and I kind of backed up, well, look. But I don't know. I could see it exclude these guys. Exactly. And here's the thing, like just because we're out doesn't mean that they don't both have great seasons next year. It's just for us, the the risk is not worth the investment you'd have to make to get them. Right. If we weren't putting our own personal gut calls and preference in this, we wouldn't be doing anybody any favors. You need to do that. You need to do that. I do that all the time. I'm sure you do too, John. Somebody will ask you a question. You'll give them the answer of the between the couple of players, and then they'll start questioning and coming up and saying, "Well, what?" And that's when I always pull it. If you if you got any doubts and you really don't like my answer, use your gut call because that's really what it's boiling down to. Right at the end of the day, it's uh, we're not setting the lineups. You guys are. Yeah. Right. We just can give you our advice. Yes, sir. So that hey, so we got through it. We got through our top tens at each position going into next year for a redraft. What do we got coming up next week? Uh, see, I think we're going to talk some second year redraft. Uh, I know that's usually not your topic, but we'll have Dynasty talk with this too. Uh, me and John will lay this out. We'll probably just knock this out. Second year player values. Who, who we're looking at, you know, uh, probably a little bit of ranking type situation or tier type thing. See who we like, 
see who we're uh, stashing deep maybe yeah that sounds good and we'll, we'll have a lot of uh similar topics for the next few weeks um you know early dynasty rankings second year guys stuff like that just just kind of put some people on your radar for next year and then uh you know it natural progression then it'll be a uh, draft and free agency and we'll go yeah. through all that yeah yes sir well what do you think john we're wrapping up another Yes, sir. Yeah, everyone enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations. So please, go and give what you can. And let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care.